Hey guys, it's Jill. Welcome back to Be You. So I've never had a, an introduction for a solo episode because it just doesn't make sense to me to do that, except it does this time. And the reason is because I actually listened to the full episode and I realized that it would be helpful for me to give you a bit of an introduction so that you know what to expect and a bit of a breakdown because it's a stream of consciousness episode, which is what I always do, but it's a pretty structured topic. So I want to make sure I give you this so that your brain is ready and you know what to expect. Okay, so in this episode where we're exploring, first of all, how do you even find your style with your your own personal you know, wardrobe and also your home? How do you discover what that is and how do you discover a style that is really, really, really you, the real you that maybe you, you are afraid to express or not ready to? or excited to express, how do you do that without losing yourself, without abandoning who you really are, so you're not just copycatting? We also talk about if you're already loving your style, and you're happy with that, and you feel like you've done that with your home and your wardrobe, how do you push the edges? How do you even find the edges of that, and then decide to go outside, you know, coloring outside of the lines? How do you do that? And also, three reasons why. Why is it a really great idea to do that? I talk about purging your old items in your closet and how to discover and decide what needs to go. I talk about essentials, like basic essentials for everyone's closet, no matter where you live and no no matter what the season is. And then I also talk about styling your home. Different quick ways to update a room, to change it up, ways to ground the room, and ways to express yourself and have fun and let that child that's inside of you come out and play. So I really hope you like this episode. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting. She's waiting. She's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman, and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill. Welcome back to Be You. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please do that and you'll get a notification every week when we have new episodes dropping, which happens on Mondays. If you have not written a review or given us a rating, I would so, so, so appreciate that. Like I'd really, 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 really appreciate that. Okay. So this is the first episode I've done. I'm actually super excited about it under the title of or category of whatever you want to call it, creative self-expression. I, I was thinking about the Be podcast, you know, and we know it's about finding the real us and excavating the real us and shedding and unlearning and all that. And 
but I, I was talking to someone and they were like, but what else do you talk about? And I said, well, it's all like under that category. But if I think about it, I guess I could like break it down into like five different like subcategories. And one of them, I actually birthed when I said that, and it was creative self-expression. I had never had an episode about the things that I'm most passionate about. I've never talked to you about style, styling yourself, styling your home. And one reason is because I don't know about you, but I can get really hung up on not being an expert. And because I'm not an expert, I shouldn't be talking about it. If I don't have the title, if I don't have the education, if I'm not someone who knows the most about it, well, then who the hell am I to talk about it? Now, that's not a healthy way of thinking, but that's something that comes up for me regularly. You've probably heard me say this, that when I try something new, let's say it's a new sport, I'm the last one to get all the gear, right? Why not? My husband goes out and gets all the stuff. You know, I'm not going to wear the outfit until I've earned it. Because <laughs> if you don't know me, I'm going to tell you that I love to suffer. I always like to make things really, really hard. Now, the healthy me, the highest me doesn't. But that is something that comes up for me a lot. So I haven't talked about this because I'm not an interior designer. I wasn't an art major. I can't draw to save my life. And so I'm just privately someone who's obsessed with texture and pattern and color and fashion and interior design. Like they're things that they light me up so much. And I really recognized when I had this experience, I've spoken about it before on the show, with someone who did some sort of a, not a typical birth chart reading, but connected to my lineage, um, my Mexican lineage, very, very complex and long breakdown of who I am, according to my birth chart. And something that kept coming up over and over again is she kept saying, art is in your skin. Your inner child is an artist. And when she gave advice on each animal stood for something, the animal that I really was not paying attention to that I needed to really embrace more to have the best life and the life I'm supposed to have, it was the mono, which is me, which is Spanish for monkey, which symbolizes the playful, childlike, artistic, unexpected, fun side of me. That side of me has been very, very, very suppressed. You've heard me say that I'm, I can be funny, but I'm not necessarily someone who has fun. It's been very suppressed because of unhealed trauma, because of not feeling like I deserve it, feeling like I needed to always be on and taking care of everybody else, et cetera, et cetera. And as I have really come so much more into myself, even in the last six months, that part of me is so alive. Now I hold back, I'll start to share something on my Instagram story and I'm like, yeah, but like I have a friend who's an interior designer, like they're the ones who should be sharing this stuff. Who the hell am I to do this? And I won't do it. Or I'll do it a little bit and think, oh God, I wonder what people are thinking. I hope people don't think that I'm saying I'm an expert. I mean, that's the part of me that when I used to have an online business and I would do like a Facebook live on a pretty cool topic, actually it's some of the things I talk about now on the podcast, I would always say things like, I would edit myself and I would say things sort of self-deprecating where I would say things like, well, I'm not saying I'm an expert here. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not on here because I think everybody needs to hear from me. That's the little Jill who has some wounds talking. That's not goddess Jill, right? So if you're someone who does that, you're not alone. 
Okay, so today I'm going to just let it rip and I'm going to share something that I'm so passionate about and I'm going to say something that's hard for me to say. Okay, I didn't plan to say this. I'm just going to say it. It'll be good for me. This is medicine for me that I'm good at this, that this is something that I have an eye for. People say that to me when they come to my house, even if it's not their style, because it doesn't matter if it's your style, when you, if you can spot someone who has an eye for style or for color, let's say, because style is such a subjective thing. Many people have said that to me, like, hey, you're actually pretty good at that, or you seem to really, really enjoy that. And I am. Now, I do think style is so, so, so individual. And I'm not someone who thinks that we should play by any rules. There used to be so many rules. And now I think the new rule is that there aren't any rules when it comes to style and fashion. However, there are some helpful guidelines. I know there are a lot of women who want to discover the real them in style. They want to express their highest self through the way they look, the way they dress, the way they style their home, and they need some guidance. There are some women who say, I'm pretty sure I know who I am, but I'd like to find my edge, you know, my edges and push those a little bit. How could I do that? I'm someone who... I can't tell you like where to find this information. This is just stuff that's in me. And I don't assume that my opinion and my style matches other people's, right? We're going to talk about finding your own. I also, you know, if you want to know like, well, well, what are some resources? I don't know. I reached out to my friend, Sam. Sam, if you're listening, hello. I reached out to my friend, Sam, who is so, so, so stylish and has such a beautiful connection with her own artist and she expresses herself in such a cool way and her style is completely unique and I said hey well who are some stylists out there and she's like I don't know so I'll tell you there are two accounts that um, when I look at these people they are like my style icons when it comes to fashion now they may not be yours, but the reason I suggest you follow them is because they will probably show you a few things. They'll push your edges. They may give you ideas, or you may just be excited to see someone who's coloring way outside of the lines, okay? Now, not as far outside of the lines as some people, right? There are some people out there that you, you probably see them and say, okay, now this is coloring outside of the lines. But for me, this is something that I don't see expressed very often, and that is really playing around and being experimental and having fun with colors, textures, patterns, and just like doing whatever. So my style icon is Olivia Palermo. And uh, she's listed in the show notes, Olivia Palermo. And um, you can just look her up on Instagram. I'll tell you why in a minute. And then another one I just found in the last like six months. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I believe she's Dutch. And her name is Petra, P-E-T-R-A, Diners, D-I-E-N-E-R-S. She's closer to my age. I think she's 50s, 60s. Olivia Palermo is in her 30s. They have something in common that draws me to them, right? So these people may not resonate with you, but if you want to know like who I look at and go, okay, I love everything they put together, that's who I, I would look at. Now, the interesting thing is the other reason I'm doing, I'm excited to talk more about this topic isn't just because it's been a hidden part of me and I don't talk about it. I have lost this part of me until recently. I used to be so, so, so into style and fashion. And and I had so much fun. You know, I remember in my 20s, I didn't even know that there were trends. I, I truly did not know there were trends. I've never followed a trend. I remember being in middle school and like cutting clothing and just making it look the way I wanted it to look. And, you know, I remember being 21 and working in a bar 
and just styling myself however I wanted to. That's the part of me that I'm, I'm rediscovering now. You have that little girl in you. You have that artist in you. You have that badass in you. You have that woman in you who doesn't care about the rules, who just wants to have fun or wear what she wants to wear. Now, maybe for you, it's wearing like yoga pants and sweatshirts and being very minimalist and not like ever putting on a scarf or any jewelry, right? That doesn't mean you haven't found that part of you. Maybe that's who you are. Maybe that's the real you and that's what feels great to you. And maybe finding your edge might be trying something a little different within what is true to you because, you know, you want to find your edge and push that edge without losing yourself, right? This isn't about copying. That's that's why I don't like to follow trends. If there's a trend, I usually won't follow it. I might buy a couple of pieces that are like trendy at the moment or really in style or on trend, as they say, that season, but I won't spend much money on it. And it might be one or two things, maybe. I tend to not follow the trends at all. If there's a haircut or hairstyle that's really popular, I'll go the other direction. Anyway, so let's talk about why to do this and how. Why would you want to find the real you and be the real you and let her be expressed through style of your own or in your home? And how would you do that? Why would you want to find that edge and push it? And how would you do that? All right, so why? Well, one reason is you've worked really fucking hard to find the real you. <laughs> and you're like, I finally feel like I'm myself. I'm, I don't care as much about what people think. I'm so focused on my own growth. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing a lot more being than doing. I'm more present. I'm more in my body. I've done a lot of healing. I don't find myself being agitated and angry. I don't find myself holding grudges like I used to. I'm really just breathing and, and, and enjoying the flow of life. I'm flowing with the river instead of against it. And, you know, I'm just so much more me. And I want the outside of me and my home to reflect that. I want my outside to match my inside. And I want my home to rise up to meet this new me. Now, remember, it's not a new you. It's the new you. It's the you you always were that you have excavated, that you remembered. Okay. That's one reason. Another reason to do this is because it will grow you, right? Doing anything new will grow us. So dressing in a different way, just experimenting, just exploring something new, even if it's through different paint colors in your home or a different way of styling your jeans or whatever, Because it's something different, it will grow you. So that's another reason I think we should do it. And the third is why the hell not? Life is so short. And I know it's so cliche. I know we hear it all the time, but it's so true. You're going to, you know, at some point hear of someone, or maybe you already have recently that you know who died suddenly. And you're going to go, oh my gosh, life is so short. And then you're going to go right back to your life again. And you're going to go back to the routine. Somebody recently on social media said something about like they were turning 68. I wish I could remember who it was. And they're like, you know, I might have another good, like really amazing 20 more summers. And I was like, oh gosh, I never thought about it like that. We might only have one more summer or this may have been our last summer. It is so cliche, but it's cliche for a reason because we need to keep repeating it. Life is so unpredictable and can be so unbelievably short. We'll never get yesterday back. You'll never be younger or more attractive than you are today either. Listen to that. You might be more attractive tomorrow, but you're not going to get any younger. So why not just be yourself when it comes to style? 
And why not find your edges and push it a little bit and have fun, challenge yourself, get really uncomfortable. All right, so how? How do we do that? Well, I think the first thing to do is to find out how you do want to express yourself. Like you you may really be in tune with who you are, but have no idea how you want to look because you've been programmed by society. Whatever your culture is, you know, we've got women in almost 120 countries listening to this show. You know, whatever your culture is, whatever is the norm where you live, that's probably dictating, well, it is dictating what you deem as acceptable, what you deem as um, not too controversial, and what you deem even as stylish or fashionable. And there's nothing really wrong with that unless you feel like you're in a cage. If you feel like you're in a cage and you're like, oh, I wish I could, oh, I'd like to, it's time to break out of it. Now, you might be in a cage that's invisible. You don't even realize you're in a cage. You're wearing the same thing over and over again. That's what everybody else wears. And you're telling yourself, I don't really care about that stuff. It's just not important to me. Now, it actually may not be. Hear me out. It actually may not be important to you. But if you don't push the limits a little bit, you won't know. What if you colored outside of the lines and tried something new and did some things I'm going to talk about here to discover your your real true style that matches the real you? I mean, the highest you. And that is still pretty much what you were already wearing. But what if it has something to do with maybe styling your hair a little different or just taking the time to actually take care of yourself and do your hair and do things that make you feel better? Maybe it's not makeup. Maybe it's putting a scent on. Maybe it's not ever wearing perfume, but maybe it's like wearing a heel here and there. Maybe it's not wearing the heels and wearing some, you know, tight leather black leggings with a sweatshirt. I don't know. So my first piece of advice is to start searching, searching for different styles and asking yourself, what resonates with me? Like not your head, but your body, like really like your gut. You look at that and you like it or you don't, you know, you're going to say, I don't. Some people say, I don't know. I don't know what I know. I don't know what I like. I have no idea. You do. If you give people like five different colors of paint or five different wallpapers, or you show them five different styles, they'll say, I don't even know. I don't even pay attention to that stuff. Oh, I do not like that. Oh, hell no. I do not like that. Okay. First look and ask yourself what resonates with you. What feels aligned? Now your question might be, and I think this would be a good question. How do I know? What if it's the programmed me? What if it's the conditioned me? What if it's not the real me? You should know because it won't be your head saying, yeah, I'll go with that. It'll be your body somewhere deep in you saying, oh, I like that. If you want to whisper it, that's your style. If you want to scream it from the rooftops, that's also your style. You're going to get some sort of charge when you see that style. So are you someone, let's look at, at fashion, for example. Are you someone who likes a more sporty look? Are you someone who likes a more feminine look? Are you someone who likes a minimalist look? Are you someone like me? I'm a hybrid. I'm a chameleon. I think that's the manifesting generator in me. I like it all. And I really do like it all. Like one day I'm this, the next day I'm that. I, I cannot, I cannot pin myself down to one type of style. Cannot. I love all of it. Now, just like with my home, when I see the really, really, really not minimalist, but where it's like very monochromatic and minimalist, I appreciate it, but it doesn't light me up at all. I mean, like, 
it's like trying to light a wet log. Nothing's going to happen. No spark. I mean, I might do it to get uncomfortable or I might do it just to try it out, but it's not me. You could be minimalist and still wear a lot of color. You might just not like a lot of jewelry. You might like things to be understated. Do you like pattern? Do you hate pattern? If so, why? Why do you hate pattern? You might genuinely just not like that. I know that there are certain people I know who are really, really into the minimalist look and they tend to have a certain type of personality and it makes sense to me. That's not a criticism. It makes sense. People like me who like the style I like, that matches my personality. This is just an observation that I have. It doesn't mean you can't be out there and, um, you know, have kind of a more out there personality and really like that you know, clean lined, minimalist look. It doesn't mean that, but it's just something I've observed. So look at different styles. Let's say maybe go on Pinterest and start looking up. We're just talking about clothing right now. Look up sporty, look up feminine, look up minimalist. You could even start looking up different people. Like let's say Gwyneth Paltrow. I think everybody listening to this show knows who Gwyneth Paltrow is. Very classic, minimalist style. However, she does think unexpected things that are a little edgy, I'll call them, a little edgy. You know, like she'll have several earrings on one ear. They're minimalist earrings. They're tiny. They're very understated, but they're all the way up the ear. Or something that's just unexpectedly edgy, but very clean lines. Usually, it's pretty easy to predict her style. But as I said, she'll throw in something a little unexpected, but it's never very out there. You're not going to see a lot of pattern. You're not going to see lots of different color. Okay, so that's a style that I really, really like. Not as much like the style that like makes me, you know, say yes, but it's beautiful. I love it. So maybe look up the two I recommended, Olivia Palermo and Petra. Do you like that? Do you like that really unexpected, full of color, lots of pattern, or a crazy unpredictable shoe with a classic outfit? Like, what do you like and why? Like, what do you like about it? If you were my client, I would say, tell me what resonates. Why? Why does that resonate? What do you like about that? What do you love about that? Is there anything you don't like about that? Now, if you're afraid to dress like that, you're not sure how it it would look on you or how it would be accepted right? That that does not play into this conversation. We're just having like, have like a secret conversation with yourself. If no one were looking, if I didn't care what anyone thought, I would wear this, I would wear this, I would never wear that. And if it's because you don't think it would look good on you, you need to try it out. So are you sporty? Are you more feminine? Are you more um, minimalist? Uh, do you like the unexpected color, pattern, texture? Look, look up some people who you really like their style and you don't know why. And start paying attention to what they wear. And then make note of it. You know, I'm old school here, so I would print it out. (laughs) Those of you who are younger are probably dying right now hearing me say that. Or just take a screenshot and stick it in your phone. You know, create a file in your phone of styles that you love. You could even copy them. You could literally copy them just to try something new. But anyway, find what you believe is your style, what resonates with you. And the interesting thing to ask yourself is, is this close to what I'm wearing now? Yes or no? And why or why not? No shame here, no judgment. Just It's just interesting. I think usually what we find is we've either sort of like me lost ourselves, stopped focusing on ourselves, forgot that, that you know, fun, playful side of ourselves, or we're afraid 
Maybe we feel like we don't look like we used to. I am so much heavier than I've ever been in my life. I just weighed myself and I think scales are a bad idea, but I did just weigh myself and I was like, oh my goodness. You know, I've got some hormone shifting going on and, you know, getting close to menopause and whatever the reasons, I'm just packing on the weight. And there are some things that I just think, oh gosh, I don't think I could do that. But I bet I could if I had it in a bigger size. Are you holding on to that size that you think you should be? I mean, for me, (laughs) like I'm at a point now where, you know, I've gone up two sizes in my pants in the last two years, maybe three sizes, actually. Yeah, maybe three, depending on the pant. And I'm holding on. Like I sit down if I go on a date with my husband and I can just feel the spillage. Like like I don't just have a muffin top. Like I've got a whole tray of muffin tops. I've got like stuff gathering on my back. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I even feel like my armpits are fat. Like what the hell is happening? My point is I probably should go up another size until I figure out what's going on so I can, you know, lose some of this weight. Do I have to lose weight? No, but I want to. So that I feel better and feel more comfortable and so that I can wear some of those things that I would probably say, yeah, I can't wear that. I wouldn't look good in that anymore. So if it's properly fitted, you know, if it fits you properly, you can probably wear anything. Okay. Oh my gosh, this could be like a three-hour episode. I'm having so much fun with this. So when you look at your closet too, let's talk about that. Look at your closet and I, I know I've heard of the Marie Kondo way. I started listening to the book and I could not hold on. I just couldn't, but she's brilliant. And I know she has this whole beautiful process where you're, you know, grabbing a piece of, of clothing, holding it to your heart, and you're asking if it brings you joy. I'm really probably butchering what she teaches, but something along those lines. I love that idea. Whatever your system, go through your closet. But if you haven't worn it in two seasons, get rid of it. Some people are brutal and they're like, nope, one season. I'm not going to do that because maybe there's something that I'm just kind of tired of and I want to recycle. But if you haven't worn it in two summers, let's say, it's time to give it to someone else. Now, just like friendships, just like everything else we've talked about on BU, when you're able to let that go, what does that do? Gets uncomfortable, but it allows for energy to flow in. You got to let something out for something to come in. So let it go. It's going to make someone else very, very happy, donate it or sell it, and then allow for something new to flow in. You've got to have some empty space for the new to come in. And if your closet and your wardrobe is all sort of stuffed together with the old you, you got to break up with that shit. You got to break up with it. And you probably need a friend with you. Find your most stylish friend, by the way. Don't ask for her opinion on style as far as what you should wear, but have her come with you. And help hold your hand so that you can have the strength to get rid of this stuff. So if you haven't worn it in two seasons, pitch it. Go through that and then look at what you have. And I would try every single thing on. But I would also try it on with different shoes. If you normally wear flats, put it on with heels. If you normally wear it with heels, put it on with boots or with flat shoes. If you normally wear it with a sweater, put it on with a jacket. Just mix things up. Do things that are completely unexpected without buying anything new. Just play in your own closet and try things new. If you normally wear that sweatshirt with leggings, try it with a pair of jeans. Try it with a pair of jeans and a pair of boots or a pair of heels even. Just mix and match and play around with what you already have. Maybe look at your phone or look at the printed out <laughs> pictures from what you found online. And try to copy some of those outfits. Just let them inspire you. You don't have to copy them exactly. 
but try them out. Try something so different and unexpected and then push your edge without losing yourself, right? Someone talked recently about Tony Robbins. And for me, I agree with the person who was speaking. And she said, you know, for me, going to a Tony Robbins event, for me to do it the way he wanted to, with all the yelling and the screaming and the jumping, you know, that wasn't just pushing me out of my comfort zone. That was me losing who I really am. And that's how I felt. It just was, was not me. I pushed myself and I let myself get very, very uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, dude, I'm not ever doing that again. It's not me. I will never do that again. So when it comes to your style, you know, same thing. Like, like don't look at the Olivia Palermo stuff and go, well, that's supposed to be cool. So I'm going to dress like that. And if you feel ridiculous or you don't like the way you look, it doesn't feel good to you. It doesn't make you uncomfortable, but you don't like it. Never wear it again. Because you, you, this is about your style, your vibe, your life, how you want to be expressed in the world. And again, it's not the safe zone. It's not the, I'm just going to look the other way and pretend that I don't care about any of this zone. It's the zone of, I actually might at the end of the day prefer to wear just jeans and sweatshirts, but I found the ones that I like the best. I found the ones that make me feel really good. I found some that make me happy and make me smile. They're a little unexpected and fun. I pushed myself a little bit. I colored outside of the lines. I got a little bit over in the other lane. And I like that. It grows me. Why not? Life is too short. And it matches the new me. Okay. So in looking at your wardrobe, you know, I don't know what season it is where you live. For some of you, it's summer. Some of you, it's winter. But find, I mean, having staple pieces is is such a great move. And I think everybody probably knows that. But a lot of you are like me and you've not done it. I, I didn't do it because I put everybody ahead of me. I didn't focus on myself. I was always focused on everyone else. Where does that come from? My mom did that. We hardly had any money when I was a, when I was a kid. And I remember walking into my mom's closet and I would cry. I felt so bad for her. She had nothing to wear. She had a couple of like really, really, really dressy blouses that someone gave her and one pair of jeans and one coat and hardly anything. And, you know, I was programmed by that. And that's what I felt I was supposed to do subconsciously. And so it wasn't until very recently that I started getting things for myself. My own daughter was like, mom, what are you doing? You've worked so hard. I went from a nurse who was barely getting by to having a very, very healthy six-figure income. And I still never bought anything for myself. I would get really uncomfortable. Um, My husband would take me to a store and say, hey, you want to get something? And I would go, no, that's okay. When secretly I did, I really did want to. Anyway, I went a little off track there. But so even the basics might be something that you're missing because I was, I still am, (laughs) I still am. A couple of really great boots, a great heeled boot, a great flat boot, combat boots are really in. I mean, right now, this in real time, this is, September of 2022. But black combat boots, whether you're 50 or 60 or you're 25, they're really in style. Having a classic, couple of classic pair of boots, having, you know, like three pair, let's say of flats, you know, really great black loafer. You can't go wrong with a black loafer, maybe a patent leather and then a plain leather, but a really great loafer or a few pair of those, maybe a pair of ballerina flats. And then as far as heels, a great black pump, a great nude pump. I just got those last year. Now, these are really expensive. Okay, I'm going to get bougie here for a minute. But for me, Prada shoes, 
those heels are the most comfortable. How do I know that? Because I asked someone who sells shoes at a really nice department store in Nashville. I said, hey, I've never really invested in great shoes. If I want a great pair of black pumps, she's like, Prada, by far. And I was like, really? Not not the you know, Louboutin or any of those? She's like, no, those don't feel good. They're not comfortable. Get a pair of Prada. So I bought a pair of black and I bought a nude pair. Those are my two like really nice classic shoes. You know, Jimmy Choo is, I know, very expensive, but I love, love, love their more fun shoes, like a strappy heel, something like that. I'm not wearing to willing to wear a heel anymore that is too high. It looks so hot. Oh my God, I love it. But it just doesn't feel good anymore. I mean, I'm not 80, but I'm telling you, it doesn't feel good anymore. I used to wear heels with no issue. But on my right foot, it just, it starts hurting after like an hour and it's not worth it to me. It doesn't matter how nice the shoes are. Um, but I love a heel. And I think having a couple of fun heels that are strappy and different would be great, like a metallic, a gold or a silver, and then a great black pump, a great nude pump. If you only had that, that would be enough. You can put those with almost anything. If shoes don't hurt your feet, you know, you can go cheap and get some really fun ones. Like right now, fall 2022, like really, really bright colors are in style. So you could get like a bright, bright, bright green or or something like that. I love, love, love putting an unexpected shoe with an outfit. Either you're wearing all black or you're wearing denim and who knows what, but you put like a hot pink heel, something that no one would expect. It's so, so, so fun and unexpected and super cute. Okay, so get yourself a great pair of denim, great pair of jeans. You know, they're not cheap, but it'd be a really good idea to invest in a great pair of jeans. You know, I know everyone listening has different budgets. Um, you don't have to spend $100, $150, $250 dollars on a pair of jeans. You just don't. I love shopping at Target. <laughs> I love, I always had my clothes from Target, by the way, until very recently. Now I mix. I love mixing things that are really inexpensive. It's almost like jewelry. I like to mix costume jewelry and high-end jewelry. I like to have like maybe a cheap pair of, I don't know, shoes or a cheaper shirt with really nice jeans. My favorite brand of jeans by far are called Mother. They're For me, they're stretchy and comfortable. I know that traditional denim is like very stiff and it looks awesome. I cannot stand the way it feels. I just can't do it. So I have to have really stretchy, comfortable denim. So maybe have a pair of light jeans, a pair of dark jeans, maybe one pair of boot cut or wide leg jeans, which I don't have yet. I have a fun pair of jeans that I love by by mother. And they're like balloon. They're called like a balloon style. And then they have elastic at the bottom. They're so fun. They're really, really cute. If you already have some great jeans, throw in a pair like that. They're so unexpected. And no, you're not too old to wear ripped jeans. This is this is something that it still has not gone out of style. And it looks really cool to have a distressed you know, ripped jeans with like a blazer and heels. Really, really cute. Okay, a great, great white blouse and at least one fitted, like a well-fitted blazer. I love the blazers from J. Crew. J. Crew has really great blazers. They're well-made. They're not super expensive. Now, if you want to go a little more high-end, so Veronica Beard has great blazers that are more expensive for sure, but they're so, 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 so well-made. I have two of those, and one of them actually comes with um, the buttons inside so that you can put a little dicky. You know what that is? We used to wear those when I was a kid. 
So you wear the blazer and you put the dicky in where, <laughs> sounds so funny saying that. Um, sorry, that's the immature Jill coming out. It has like a little hooded sweatshirt, but it isn't really a hooded sweatshirt. You, it's just the hood and then the front part of it. And it's like a, you know, it's an illusion and you put it in the blazer. Love that. I don't have any nice trousers, but a nice pair of trousers, like probably like a wide leg trouser would be a really good idea. And the other thing that's like, it's funny because it may sound a little trendy, but it's not a black leather pant. There are so many versions. There are faux leather that that looks really, really good. I think leather leather is really uncomfortable in pants. I just, I couldn't do it. I had one pair and it just, they were very uncomfortable. But there are so many great brands. Like Spanx has adorable ones. They're very tight, but they are a legging, like a faux leather legging. They have patent leather or just like more of a matte leather. But there are so many companies that have those. I have a wide leg pair of faux leather pants that I just got from Anthropology. And I'm really excited to wear those. Anyway, there's so much more we could talk about as far as fashion that isn't really about finding your style. That's just like great tips I have, but like finding really great items to go under your clothing so that everything is smooth and looks good. But I will not wear Spanx or any of those skims or any of that stuff. I feel like I'm suffocating and I can't do it. But having um, great bras and underwear, et cetera, to go under your clothes is a great idea. Okay, so as far as accessories, you know, scarves can be worn a million ways. You can wear them on your head, you can wear them on your neck, you can wear them as a belt, you can wear them as a top. I mean, that's a fun, fun, fun way to get, you know, really out there and find your edge and push it a little bit without spending a lot of money. And it really changes an outfit completely. I mean, you could even just tie a scarf under your purse and wear all black. But scarves are a great thing. And again, just look on Pinterest, follow people and look at things and go, okay, I like that. I'm going to try that and just copy it or even just click on the picture and they'll tell you where you could buy <laughs> um, the stuff they have. This, is, as I said, is really fun for me to talk about because I'm just, I'm actually doing this with you. Some of you are already there. I get it. But I bet you a lot of you are not. And I'm someone who, as I said, I just lost myself. I forgot how much I love fashion. I forgot how much I love style. And I used to have so much fun choosing my outfits. I think some of it too is gaining weight. It made me not as excited to get dressed. Well, actually, as I'm saying it, yeah, that is a big part of it. But most of it is that I let everything else and everyone else come before me. And I just forgot about that. And now I'm really excited. I'm actually looking at a new pair of Sam Edelman flats that I ordered from Anthropology, And they're this gorgeous like olive green um, kind of silk or satin with a pointed toe and this big gold buckle on the front. And I look at that and I'm like, what do I love about that? I love that they're unexpected. I love that they're not something everybody will have. I love mixing textures. And I'll probably put this with a million things, but I could see this shiny gold buckle with the silk, like very elegant fabric. I would love a juxtaposition. I love a good juxtaposition. So I love opposites. So I would love putting something like this with like a light denim that's distressed with holes in it. Because that would be so, not just unexpected, but I love juxtaposition. I love putting something casual with something dressy. I love putting something flat and matte with something really glitzy and shiny. Um, and I also do that in my home. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about our house. So just like with fashion, 
many of us feel like it's not really that important to us. We don't really care that much. And then someone comes in, fairy godmother comes in, right? Designs your house and you're like, oh, well, maybe I do care. Maybe I was just programmed. Maybe I was conditioned. Maybe I just was too tired. (laughs) Maybe I'm just focusing on everything else and I just can't imagine spending any energy trying to figure that out. But when you do that, make some subtle changes to your home, I would I can't guarantee, but I'm almost guaranteeing that you would feel differently because our environment really affects our vibration. It really affects our frequency. It really affects how we feel and how we move through the world. Even people who say they don't really care too much about style come in there and put some plants and a couple of candles, a few new books, maybe a cool throw blanket over one of the chairs or or one new rug, and all of a sudden they feel different. So I really, really, really recommend doing this with your home, just as you did with your personal style. Look online. I love Pinterest. What do you like? Why or why not? Would you do that? Why or why not? What do you like about it? Does it scream yes? Or does it does it do the, the secret whisper? Oh, I wish I could. Those are the ones you want to go for. If it doesn't move you, don't get it. I have a personal rule that there is nothing, and I mean nothing in my home, that I do not love. I have left rooms empty. (laughs) I've left rooms empty. I have taken years. I'm just now finding some sort of artwork to go above my fireplace, and I've been here almost six years. I will leave it blank before I will commit to anything because it has to be something that is a hell yes. If it's not a hell yes in my home, it's a no. I have a room right now that's just killing me. It's just killing me. My friend Courtney's listening. She's probably like, well, I could probably help you with that. I have this odd room that we call the sunroom. And I have changed it so many times because it just isn't what I'm looking for. And I don't know what I'm looking for. I found this amazing wallpaper. It's snakes. Yes, it is snakes. It's interesting because I could bring that back to, you know, shedding. It's a very feminine thing. Snakes are. I used to be afraid of snakes and I'm not anymore. And I was drawn to snakes and someone I was working with said, Jill, think of all the shedding you're doing right now. That's why you're drawn to snakes. Anyway, I found this amazing wallpaper. And by the way, if I could wallpaper myself, I would. It, even if it was never in style, I've always had wallpaper. I love wallpaper. I know some of you are like cringing, but just try it. Put a little wallpaper in a closet. Put a little wallpaper maybe in the drawers of one of your dressers in your pantry. Just do it in a little powder room, like a little guest bathroom. Just try it. Oh my gosh, there are so many great options. I have wallpaper that's super, super, super high-end and expensive. And I have wallpaper in my powder room, this peel and stick. It was like, I don't even know, $11.99 a roll. But side note, wallpaper is so fun. Okay, so um, that room is driving me crazy. I found this great wallpaper. The chairs just don't fit well in the room. You can't navigate through the room very well. But anyway, there are a lot of reasons that that room is just like a thorn in my side. And I was laying in bed last night and I'm like, you know what? So what? Who says I have to keep it like that? Just because I bought those chairs a couple of years ago, I can sell them. And if I don't get what I paid for them, okay, so I compromise and I wait a year before I get anything else. But I don't like the way that room looks. I might take my bright blue couch from my goddess room downstairs and stick it upstairs in the sunroom, the snake room, (laughs) to go against the rust and the brown and the white and the gray in the wallpaper. I don't know. 
So play around, have fun. Don't be afraid to make big changes. But if you're not ready, here are a few small changes you can make that I believe make a huge difference. All right, so go on Amazon and type in coffee table books and find a bunch of coffee table books that suit you. It just depends on who you are. I like, I choose ones that the cover matches my aesthetic. I like it to look good with my home. The color has to go with my home, the style. But I also like some that go with like me. Like what is the topic? One of my favorite coffee table books is called Eat, Drink, Nap. You are welcome. You will love it. It goes with any home. It's so freaking cute. But the best part is you open up. I actually like to see what's inside. I like to read it. I like to look at the pictures. It's an amazing book. Eat, drink, nap. And I'm telling you, it will go with any home. It's a very neutral color with black writing. I have some I'm actually looking at right now in my home office. And it's a little small one, two, three, four pack of book, so it's not a coffee table book, with uh, Chanel, Dior, Prada, and I like the colors. One is black, one's pale pink, one's light blue, and those are colors that I love. So I have those. I have a huge one that says Vanity Fair 100 Years, and it's just a black one. I have an Alexander McQueen one, who's one of my favorite designers, and it's edgy, and it's got a skull on it. But you might want to just find ones that are about, let's say, cottage life or nature or an artist that you love. You can buy one that says Chanel. You can buy one that says Tom Ford. It doesn't matter, but I would recommend getting like 10, investing in like 10 big coffee table books. Stack them up on your coffee table or put them in an entryway. Put something on top of them. Maybe it's a candle. Maybe it's a plant. Play around with them. You know, try different heights. You've got the man, earth, sky way of designing, you know, where you've got the flat book, let's say. Then you might have like a plant and then you might have a tall candle, right? So there are different heights. The key, in my opinion, to styling yourself and your home is one, it has to be you. You have to be excited about it. You have to love it. Also, play around with colors, patterns, and textures, You don't have to have all gold. If you have like gold or brass fixtures, then get a completely different metal when it comes to something else in the room. It's always a good idea to have something black in the room to ground the room. Something black will ground the room. Don't be afraid of color. If you love, you know, neutrals, then only do neutral. If that's really, really, really what you love and you're not afraid of color, you just don't like it. Color is a neutral. I mean, neutral is a color, but you know what I mean? If you're afraid of it, do it. If you're not afraid of it and you just truly don't like it, do not do it. If you're someone who loves just like black and white and cream and beige, et cetera, and gray, do that. And what if you threw something in there that was challenging you a little bit? Maybe it's a zebra print. It's still neutral. Maybe it's like my snake wallpaper. Maybe it's um, a coffee table book that has some pattern or it's a pale, pale blue right? Do something that's out of your comfort zone, but it's still you. So I love adding uh, coffee table books. It's one of my favorite things. The other is something that I actually just discovered. Like you have to play around with things and get to know yourself to know what you like. And I was watching an episode of the Kardashians. Yes, I was watching the Kardashians. And Kendall Jenner, who's a famous model, was in her home and she had a blanket on the back of her couch. 
like tucked into her back cushions and then exposed on the back of her couch. And I was like, well, who'd have thunk it? I would have never thought to do that. So I don't want to have a blanket like that. But what I did do is I I wanted a splash of color that was different from what I had in my living room. And I found a pale, pale blue, really soft blanket at a local store. It was like $19.99. And I folded it and I didn't put it on the entire back of the couch. I just put it on maybe like about 14 inches. So I folded it kind of narrow, stuffed it behind the couch cushions, and then it hangs down the back of the couch. And then I I love, I have my table on the back of the couch pushed right up against that one it holds it into place but I love what juxtaposition I love the head the metal next to that soft soft blanket right next to the black leather couch so playing with textures playing with colors playing with patterns even if you like neutral try patterns that are neutral there are so many ways to do that And do things that are just so out of the box. Like if no one was watching and no one would ever judge you, what would you do? What if you took some some jewelry of yours, right? Some old jewelry that you don't wear or you went to an antique store and you found some old jewelry and you put it in a little bowl and you just set it on top of a coffee table or you set it on top of, I don't know, something. What if you took some, gosh, I don't even know. It's just, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. But what if you took something that didn't belong in that room and you put it in that room? To me, that's what's fun. It's so unexpected and fun. And it also challenges your brain a little bit. But that's what makes your place unique. That's what makes your home unique. You could just do a cookie cutter copy of something you see on Pinterest. That's okay. But what if you look at the Pinterest and you get inspired by it and then you make it you? And I know you might be saying, I don't know what that is. You will know when you see it. You will know when you see it. If you're in, let's say, a family room, you could get a bunch of different like dice, either old at an antique store or just regular dice and, you know, throw them in a jar and stick them on a table. Some things that I've done in my home is layering things like you could have a regular rug and then take a really small or a smaller, thinner rug and just throw it on the edge of that rug just to layer that together and and create a completely different look, something that you could take away at any time. You could change out the pillows on your couch. If you you want to make a big change in your living room and you don't want to spend much, change the pillows. Put a blanket, throw a blanket on the back of the couch, put totally different pillows on the couch and put a new plant and it's a huge change. So just, just consider letting your home and your wardrobe rise up to meet you, reflect the highest you, reflect the creative fun you, reflect the the part of you that, that you kind of let die when you were like eight or 10 years old, the part of you that's living deep in there and wants to come out and play. Why? Because life is so short and unpredictable. Why not? Because it will grow you and because you deserve for that to match the real you. It will be so much inspiration for other people. Anytime you do this, I'm telling you, people can see it a mile away. It doesn't matter what you have on. It doesn't matter how you design your house. If they can see that it's you, they will be inspired. They could hate it. There are people that I guarantee you would never design the way I do. I mean, I have leopard carpet and I have a hot pink raspberry colored couch and crazy printed wallpaper 
with flowers and dragons all over it. And I and bright green doors on my office. That's where I am right now. And most people would go, yeah, I would never do that. I don't like that. But I bet you they would go, but you know what? That's so you. I love that you did that. They love it because they are recognizing something in themselves. Remember, if you spot it, you got it. So be you. I mean, it's so it's so convenient for me to say that right now. But really, be you when it comes to how you style yourself, when it comes to the way you dress and what's in your closet. It's better to have five items in your closet and have them true to you than have a hundred designer things in your closet that aren't you. It's better to have really inexpensive stuff in your home and have it be what really reflects your true style than to have some some high-end designer come in and design your whole place and have it not be the real you. That That's prison. No one wants that. So find your edge and push it. And most of all, have fun. Have fun. Just let it go. Who freaking cares? Laugh at yourself. Laugh with yourself. Try things out. And guess what? If it doesn't work, who cares? Try something else the next day. Repaint the entire room if you want to. I hope, hope, hope you have fun with this. I hope this inspires you to do something a little different and to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and focusing on yourself sometimes and you're finding that part of you that wants to come out and play because I am absolutely sure that there are millions of women all over the world who want to play with you. 